welcome to Taco Talk Show. Party. Party. Um, so, so we're going to do, not funny, she always starts laughing. We're, this is like a very sad story. Oh my God. We're going to do another true crime because um, mm-hmm. we've About been in t- into that. and Teresa Noor. Yes, she was a mother from hell. So she was a, an American serial killer. I guess you can consider that. She did yeah. kill two people definitely on purpose and um, one person possibly on accident. And uh, so, yeah, she was born in 1946 and she had six kids, correct? Yes. Yes. So, um, whenever she was a little kid, um, she did have some, like, really rocky beginnings. She, for some reason, had, like, a really crazy, um, like, rivalry with her sister. And her mom seemed to, like, like her better than the other siblings. She also, like, favored the brother. They had, she had a brother that, like, her mom favored. But, um, it was just, like, a really weird, unfairly treated household. And her mom, like, asked, like, always told her, like, how beautiful she was and how awesome she was. And they just hung out all the time. So, um, like, in 1961, I believe it was, she was at the grocery store with her mom. And her Mm -hmm. mom just fell out dead. Of a heart attack. Or some kind of heart failure. Heart something. So, she, like, fell on the door of the grocery store and her head actually cracked the door because she's like a big woman i didn't know that yep yep she was uh, a huge woman (laughs) and um god that's not funny um it's not funny not at all but i'm laughing because this is such an uncomfortable story but anyway so her mom fell and busted her door busted her head on the door at the grocery store and she basically just died in her daughter's arms and that really fucked her up so like after that um her father had like problems because he already had health problems and stuff and so the mom um swanee gay was her name um was like the one that like was like carrying okay. carrying on the family she did like fortune telling and all kinds of stuff all right which i think is a great profession and is I that would... why you've gotten that idea all of a sudden <laughs> i was wondering where this was coming i from. want to know there's a madam faye that lives near my um grandma's house and i think that it's a wonderful profession and i think that i could do it i don't disagree with you thank you anyway Um, so continuing on here so her mom was like taking care of the family and then whenever she passed away they were having all kinds of financial troubles and they lost their house they had a house in like in a pretty nice neighborhood and uh, everybody had to move out and so Teresa, she was basically... She started dating this dude. She was trying to date Just anybody. to get out of the house. She didn't yeah, care who Yeah, kind of like Marilyn Monroe, like, had to marry really young because Just she would get, get out. out of the house yeah. and be taken care of. Mm-hmm. So she was basically doing that. So she married this guy named Clifford Clyde Sanders. And they were married for a couple years. She got married when she was 16. And by the time she was 18, they were, like, just arguing a lot. Like, just mm-hmm. really going at it all the time. She was always accusing him of cheating. And he wasn't even, like, an attractive guy is what, like, a bunch of podcasts said. I don't know what he looks like. But um, he probably wasn't finding nobody else but Teresa. But he went out drinking all the time. Like, he was a drinker. And it was said that maybe he was violent towards her. 
I kind of have my doubts or maybe that they were violent towards each other. You know what I mean? I don't think it was a one-sided thing because when she was 18, she hauled off and shot him twice and killed him. She did kill him, but yeah. she didn't get in trouble for it at the time. No, she shot him. Was and self-defense is what she said? I forget. She said, yes, that it was self-defense, that um, she was not trying to murder him by any means but he was going to hurt her so she went and got the gun to protect herself and just scare him and that it accidentally went off but um the coroner's report said that he was holding up his arms because it went through his wrist and then into his like chest or stomach or his midsection somewhere and then he turned around and there was a shot in the back of his head too so she didn't just shoot him like on accident once she Put like, a couple bullets in it. Yeah, she she really did the damn thing. But at the time, she was 18 years old, and she was pregnant with her second child. So um, whenever she went to, like, court about this, she really pulled this, like, innocent, like, young girl act. And everybody was like, well, she didn't know what she was doing, getting married at 16 mm-hmm. and all this. And so there was, like, a um, guy in the court. I don't remember who it said it was. It was, like, the prosecutor, I think. And he was like, no, she definitely did this on purpose. And even, like, I believe it was her sister came on the stand and said that, like, she was so jealous of him that he she would never let him live to, like, date somebody else or whatever. Yeah. So she had some personal problems. So, yes. Yeah, so she had issues. And then did she, she got have off. any kids? Did she have any kids with this man? Yeah, two. Two, okay. Yeah, Sorry. she was, remember, she had the first one and then... Um, the second one, uh, she was pregnant with whenever all this happened and then when okay. she went um, on trial. I don't know why this, like, worked so fast because, like, now if you shoot somebody, you're not even going to court about it for five years or something. But this was within the nine-month period that she was pregnant. Okay. <clears throat> so after that, she um, she started going out. Like, after she got off, she actually went to the courthouse the next day after she got off, like, like, as far as, like, not being responsible for his death, and asked for her shotgun back. She did. Yeah, so yep. she was just, like... They gave it to her, too, I think. I think so, yeah. She was just balls to the wall. She didn't give a fuck. So she went and got her shotgun back, and then she started going and hanging out at the American Legion. She started drinking a little bit. She did. I just had to drink myself of my Red Bull. Yeah. So Speaking of a drink. Yeah, speaking of a drink. Um. So she uh, started hanging out at the American Legion... And um, she met this other guy, and he was actually a quadriplegic. I'm trying to find his name right now. And this was like a sugar daddy type of relationship. I'm trying to find him. He he was like a war vet or whatever, and that's why he was hanging out with the American Legion. And uh, I cannot find his name, but anyhow. So this was her like quadriplegic sugar daddy. He had, like, a little bit of money, but he didn't have anything to spend it on because he got it, like, as a settlement for his accident or whatever and being, like, a war vet. And so he had, like, a really nice sports car and stuff. And um, he also would just give her money and gifts and things. And so she started hanging out with him because she's like, this is a pretty fucking good deal. And I guess he didn't question the fact that, like, she's drinking at the American Legion or whatever, but they started hanging out on a regular basis. And um, she even stayed with him while she was finishing her second pregnancy. And him and his mother took her to the hospital to have her second child, uh, which was a girl. And um, anyhow, so then he finds out that she's sleeping with his best friend. And he's, like, in love with her. He's Mm -hmm. like, this is bullshit. Like, you know, you're just leaving your kids with me. And I don't even know how he kept the kids because, like, 
how did he take care of two kids like, like if he was kid. if he was quadriplegic? That just didn't make any sense to me. But and also, well, you like, come to find out, she really doesn't give a shit about care of a child. No, no, no. Her no. Stan- she had low uh, standards for that. No, no, no. And so then uh, she went on to leave him, and she got married to Robert Knorr, and that's where she got her last name, Teresa Knorr, um, in. Um, uh, 1966. So she marries this guy, and she has like even more kids. Like I'm trying to Four. figure. Out... No, she has like six. But well, this... she has six total. But she she already had two. Let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. so the second kid was Sheila. By the way, the first kid I think was. Let's see. Howard Clyde Sanders. That was the first kid. And so, um, she has a third kid with, uh, the Nor dude, and that's Susan. And then, after that, she has, uh, three more children. She has William, Robert, and then Terry, or Teresa. Terry's named after her mother. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, the youngest kid. So, they go on, and basically she just, she does the same bullshit with each dude. She, like, gets married to him, she starts accusing him of crazy shit, and then they get divorced. Yeah. Like, one, then... she was, like, only married to for, like, half a year because she never even, like, really met him. She just kept looking for somebody to take care of her. Like, she never really got to know him is what yeah, I meant. Yeah, and the guys stopped giving, like, the long, the older she got, the less bullshit they would take probably because she got more insistent and stuff well probably in crazier and then she has more and more kids with her well she married this one guy and he ended up liking to take like nude photos and she seemed like she was a really insecure like woman but he had like pictures of his ex-wife and all these women just all around the house naked Mm -hmm. and she was like this is some bullshit and so but that is the guy that I believe Susan ended up being close friends with. Yes, and she got jealous of that. Yeah, it was her last husband, and um, Susan just kind of got friends with him. Like, he seemed to be, like, interested in the occult and stuff, and I guess that was something that he spoke to Teresa, the mother, at the bar about, and they kind of was just, like, interested in that with each other. And um, anyway, so, like, whenever... They were together. She lost interest in him, but Susan got friends with him, was interested in the cult and all that stuff, too. So they talk about that, and, like, it was, like, talk, spoke that, like, they spoke about, like, mythology and things like that. Stuff that, like, Teresa really wasn't all that into, because no. she was, like, apparently, like, really... Was it Jehovah's Witness? Weirdly, no. no. No, she was just, like, weirdly Christian or something. Yeah. And so she thought that the devil was getting up in Susan, and that, like, at one point that, like... She was just super abusive to all these kids. And I, we think Susan probably had, like, schizophrenia or some... No, sorry, not Susan. Teresa had some sort of mental illness, but she thought that all of her kids were possessed, and she would make them stay up, like, go downstairs, keep them up all night, and, And, like, like sit, on hit, their, uh, sit on their knees and face away from them, and if they fell asleep, she'd hit them with this big wood board that was called the Board of Education mm-hmm. that she, like, made into a paddle, like, yeah, some big, them, huge like, board... And then she also would have them, like, hold each other down while, like, they'd each get beatings. So they all had to, like, basically participate in each other's abuse. Like, Mm -hmm. the whole childhood. All of them. And so, at one point, like, Teresa's going out and she just, she becomes a drunk. Like, she's going out all the time and leaving the kids alone. All of them. 
and she's coming home and she's super drunk and she's even doing things like having them all stand up against the wall because she like figured out how to throw knives at the bar or she thought she did so she's like let me show you guys oh my gosh and she came back and she had uh the first kid stand up and she threw a knife and it missed missed him. him and it missed him so they had uh the next kid, was it Sheila, come up? Well, I don't know what order they went but in, but I do way, know she, Sheila ended up getting, like, stabbed so in the shoulder. Sheila was standing there. Or and, the shoulder of the yeah, arm. Yeah, so she threw a knife again and hit Sheila in the shoulder, and she yelled at Sheila because she insisted that she moved. She would never take responsibility for any of her actions. No, no, she thought she, she thought it was her fault. And then, um, then also, okay, so Susan, since she made friends with the husband that was into the occult, she thought that he turned Susan into a witch. And Susan kind of played into this and was just like, yeah, mom, like, he's going to initiate me into his, like, coven and he's going to take my virginity and all this stuff. And it was, like, making her mom jealous, but it was also keeping her in check from fucking with her too much because she was actually scared of, Susan, scared of Susan that, like, Susan would put, like, a spell on her or something. So, like, eventually, like I was saying, like, Teresa was going to the bar, she was getting drunk, and she was getting older. So, she started gaining a little weight. And so, she was convinced that Susan was putting spells on her to make her gain this weight. Yeah. Um, and so, she would just give Susan, like, the brunt of, like, all the fucking abuse. Like, she would just, like, constantly just be beating her and everything. And Susan was just, like, kind of smart in that she was manipulating her mom into trying to stay off her ass by telling her yes i am a witch but then she also like runs away yeah so susan runs away it's like one of the the brave kids because the other kids just kind of like take it well i don't think that they know well, that they it's didn't, different they didn't they didn't know that they thought everybody's family was like well because they didn't hardly like she didn't leave. let people come over and no. she certainly she eventually um took them all out of school and said that they were moving, but then they stayed yeah. in the same place. Well, so Susan left and I think stayed with a couple friends and eventually got a hold of Child Protective Services. Well, I think Child Protective Services got a hold of her. They Probably, were just like, there's this like, girl that's like running away, you know, yeah. run away. And so she, they catch her and they're like going to take her home. And she's like, please don't take me home. Like my mother is crazy and abusive and she thinks that I'm a witch and just starts going on about how she, like, makes them hold each other down and beat them and stay up all night, like, kneeling on their knees and mm. just, like, crazy shit. Or, like, you know, stab Sheila by throwing a knife at her and stuff. Mm. And um, so, like, they come to her house and they're like, what's up with all this abuse? And she's like, I'm not abusing these kids. She's mentally ill. And that's not what's happening. So the Child Protective Services comes in and interviews all the kids, all the kids except... Teresa, the mother, is just watching in them. In front, yeah, she's in the same room. So she's basically like, if you was to say, okay, she's definitely beating us, or she's definitely, like, verbally abusing us, or whatever it happens to be, any of the questions that they asked, they just said no, because they didn't want to get beat, because they've been beat down so damn much their whole lives that, like, they were just terrified They're just of scared her. of so, Teresa. So then the Child Protective Services leaves, and, um... So she's like, Susan, if you thought you were abused, you're about to get real fucked up now. Yeah, like, this is nothing. Yeah, so she beats the hell out of her, and then she takes and she handcuffs her to the bottom of the the kitchen table. And just so you know, she stays there for two years. Yeah, about two years. 
And, at you know, and she's just beating her every day. She's just like, I'll fucking show you what's abuse and or whatever. And it would overfeed her? Yes, because she was also getting jealous trying of her daughters. Her, trying to get her to gain weight. Right, because she was like, first of all, she considered them to be like a threat to her womanhood. I mean, she had been like a very sexually active woman. Obviously, she has six fucking kids um, and been married, what was it, four times? I mean, or she was real fertile, but... I feel like... I think she was using sexuality to manipulate these men into staying. Because she was being really abusive to them and, like, accusing them of cheating and all this stuff. But they were obviously fucking because they made kids. True. That is true. Right? Yes. And so, like, I think she... I thought... I think she probably thought her value was in her sexual, like, you know, either uh, attractiveness or prowess or, you know... Yeah. Whatever. Her performance or whatever it happened to be. And so she started being really threatened by her daughters because they're becoming women. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, well, if you're going to make me gain weight, I'm going to make you gain weight. So she <laughs> would force feed her. It was like lard and macaroni and mm-hmm. cheese. And then if she vomited it up, she would force her to eat the vomit. Yeah, so Susan's underneath the table being force fed <laughs> yeah, by, for by her mom, two Teresa. years and beat. And beat. And, like, she'll let her up every once in a while. She, like, towards the end of the couple of years, I believe, they were she letting her up her, because she was getting sores. Yeah, she was getting sores on her wrist. She said she had socks around her wrist or on her hands, um, but they let her up occasionally. Right, and so one morning her her mom comes downstairs and she's in an uproar. She probably weighed herself or something because she's going on and on about how Susan's putting spells on her and they don't respect her and all this shit. And I'm it's a little iffy as to what happened in this situation, but a gun was shot at Susan. Um, In some accounts, because I've listened to, like, interviews with Terry, the youngest Teresa, her youngest daughter, and I've also listened to interviews with her um, son. What was his name? William. William. And William William says that she gave the gun to her... uh, Terry. ...daughter, her smallest daughter, Terry, and said, hold this on your sister, and if she moves a fucking inch, you shoot her. And then Terry said that her mom shot Susan... But either way, um, William said that he came out of the back room because she's just like, let's just go make oatmeal for yeah. everybody while this gun is being held on your sister Susan by Terry, your littler sister. And so they go into, like, come back into the room and he drops something and she shoots the gun because... Terry he, was startled. Yeah, she jumped and she shot the gun at her sister. Well, her sister's down on the damn floor bleeding and she's like, you know, fuck this, she's going to bleed all over my carpet. So she starts, like, trying to get the carpet clean. Yeah, Teresa was pissed about her carpet, not her daughter being shot. Right, right. So, you know, Susan, they drag her in the bathtub, and they just, like, put a Band-Aid or something yeah, over just, the gunshot wound. She doesn't try to get it out or, like, she anything. She gives her only, like, Tylenol, maybe. Yes, but in a, like, month or so, she actually recovers. Like so she's she was in, she, in the bathtub for a month. Yes, I don't know if they bathed her, like, because, like... And where she I mean, in the bathroom? it's amazing that she didn't get, like, you know, septic, whatever yeah, that sepsis is. Sepsis. Sepsis, whenever you get, like, a wound and it's not being cleaned. Mm-hmm. Because if she's just laying in the bathtub... But apparently, like, at some point, she, like, allowed the other daughters to, like, Sheila and Terry to help her to nurse Susan back to and, health. And Teresa was... Did some nursing kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I think she worked in like a hospital or yeah, something, so she, so she had she some, yeah. some knowledge of like first aid. But again, she did not try to get the the gunshot wound 
like out. No. She just put a Band-Aid over it and started giving her Tylenol. Mm -hmm. And somehow she recovered. I mean, she did, it. like, her brother said that she did continue to have pain and stuff. But as soon as she recovered, she was put right back under the table, Mm -hmm. handcuffed. And uh, she started begging her mom, please, 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 please. Let me go. I'll never tell anybody ever again. I won't go to the Child Protective Services. Please, just please fucking let me go. So she's, like, begging this for, what was it, like a year? Yeah, I think a year or something. And finally her mom starts to give in a little bit. And she says, the only way I will ever let you leave is if we get that bullet out of your shoulder because that is evidence that Well, I she think was it abused. was like in her abdomen. But no, yeah. they said it I thought it was her shoulder. Could have been her abdomen. I don't know. It was it was in the trunk area. Yes. You know. So So they so, needed she uh, Teresa said, "We will not let you leave until you we that's removed because that's some sort of evidence of like Yeah, being and shot I, or I can't abuse. even believe she thought ahead that much like, "Oh my god, there's a, you know, she just didn't seem, she didn't seem all there, to be no. honest. She seemed like she was, like, if she was thinking Susan was a damn witch, then why didn't Susan magically, heal like, heal herself or, like, get the gun out or the gunshot wound out herself? Like, why didn't, why didn't she have special powers or something? Mm-hmm. But she really fully believed that. So she's like, yeah, I'll let you go. We're going to get that gunshot wound or get that that actual bullet. And so she gives her some, um, an antipsychotic medication. And I don't remember what it was called, but I remember that it was said that it was an antipsychotic me- medication that they were, um, prescribing in the eighties. I don't know if it's something that's prescribed now, but she gave her a like bottle of that and then a bottle of whiskey and she passed out between the two things. And so instead of her going and trying to get this like bullet out, like, and I don't even know how they knew where the bullet was exactly. This is amazing that they even found it. They but probably dug around. They probably saw where it was shot and then dug around. Well, she had her 15-year-old son is the actual person that dug it out. And I think it was Robert. Mm-hmm. So Robert, like, um, cuts into his sister while she's passed out. And um, he digs around just with his bare hands and finds a bullet, amazingly, and pulls it out. And then she's just on the kitchen floor. So she's on the kitchen floor and she comes back to uh, like the next day and she's just in immense pain because she's just been basically stabbed. With, it was a box cutter or mm-hmm. exacto knife. I don't knife. remember what it was. It was yeah. yeah, it was something like that. It was like a box cutter or exacto knife. And so she's probably like internally bleeding mm-hmm. and like, you know, she needs help. And so her mom's just like, she's faking. She was telling everybody, no, she's just on the floor faking. She just, you know, she's being dramatic or whatever. She's going to be fine. She can go whenever she heals up. So she stays on the floor for so long that she starts to go jaundice. Um, She loses control of her bowels and her bladder. And so they start having to put diapers on her. And she's just on the floor for so fucking long that they're actually stepping over her in the kitchen to, like, do their kitchen stuff. Like, Like, cook, clean. Like, you know, all that stuff. They're just stepping over her like nothing is happening. So eventually she's like not conscious, right? Because she's very, very ill, yeah. you know? And um, so her brother comes home because he's got a job at the movie theater mm-hmm. because for some reason the boys are kind of allowed to have more freedoms and stuff because she seems to respect her male. She's not, as je- she's not jealous. Yes, so she like respects and her she, male kids And she more. needs money too. Also, yeah, she's like forcing them to give all their money to her. She also was making... Was it Sheila? One of them. Not yet. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anyway, so um, he comes home and he sees that his sister, Susan, has been moved off the floor. She says, 
hey, Susan's gone. She's like, she's ready to go. So um, we're going to dro drop her off somewhere. So he and Robert get into the car. She's like, grab all her stuff. We're going to take her and drop her off somewhere. They don't realize that, like, she's in the car, like, half dead. Like, in the trunk. They open the trunk to put her shit in there. And they see her just laid out. Like, yellow. And they, you know... William Teresa put her in there. Yes, basically. William said that he thought at that time that she was dead. Like that it's possible that she had just died on the on the ground in the kitchen and that she was just not doing, you know, and they were just going to get rid of the body or something. He really didn't question it, he said, but we'll get there. So, um they go and they like drive out in the middle of the nowhere and she's like, "All right, we're taking her out of the car." So they drag her body out, and they drag all her shit, and she's like, okay, now catch her on fire. So the boys have to, like, throw gasoline all over her and mm -hmm. then light the match on fire. And like I said, William says that he thought she had died already. So he's just like, whatever, just, like, let me get this over with, which is fucked up that he would get a go along with it. But I think that they were so, like, they brainwashed yeah, and stuff. Realize, like, no. they were just, like, I mean, they had been Beat. so severely... Yeah like abused. abused their whole lives that they didn't even think that this was fucking weird at all and so they catch her on fire well she gets found her body gets found and there's smoke in her lungs so she was actually alive yeah when they caught her on fire which is extremely unfortunate hopefully she was like passed out and yeah, so she didn't sure feel she, it you know i hope but we'll never know you know what i mean so um so she they go back home and at this time, I guess William is trying to leave. Like, he decides, I'm, I gotta go. Like, at some point, like, he's just like, this is fucking crazy. He goes and like, stays at a friend's. He goes yeah. and stays at a friend's. Um, but the reason why he does is he comes home from his job at the movie theater and he sees her beating on Sheila. And apparently at this time, what Leslie was about to tell you is that mm. she had told Sheila that she had to become a prostitute to sell her body to make money for the family. So at some point, she was going out of the house and making, like, hundreds of dollars a day. Mm -hmm. Like, and her mom was actually proud of her and, like, was just, like, giving her freedom. Like, okay, well, you can leave as long as you're bringing back that money. At yeah. that point, like, again, like, I can't really say because I'm, I've never been in a situation like this, but if, if somebody was allowing me to leave, I think I would just go ahead and go. You yeah. know, I don't think I would come back home. Like, surely... You know, I don't know how she was being hooked up with these Johns. Like, if she was standing on the literal street or her mom was finding them for her from the bar or something. But she might not have known any better, so she thought this was normal. That's what William said about it. He thought it was pretty normal. Right. And so, at one point, um, she believed that Sheila had contracted a venereal disease and was pregnant from the prostituting. So, um, she said that she came home and she had a venereal disease and got it on the toilet at the house. Oh. And gave it to Susan. But Susan most likely was still, like, going out and fucking a bunch of people. Yeah. So if she did have a venereal disease, it was most likely that she got it on her own. She gave it to Susan. You mean Teresa. No. Sheila. Sheila gave it. You said Sheila gave it to Susan. Susan was Yeah, no she, she, sorry. Susan was no longer alive, unfortunately. So Sheila but no, gave it to Teresa. Yeah, Teresa, her mother. Like, that it was on the toilet and Teresa, her mother, picked it up. But Teresa was most likely, like I said, going out and still, like, sleeping with dudes and drinking all night and just, you know, hoeing around and stuff. So she most likely, if she got the venereal disease, it was her fault, you know. Also, it would have been her fault if it really was on the toilet because she made her daughter literally go into prostitution yeah. to 
you know, support the whole family. She could just never take responsibility for her own actions. No, not at all. So she's beating the hell out of Sheila. And William sees this and he's like, I'm leaving. Like, this is fucked up. I'm finally going and I'm not coming back. So he goes and he's staying with a friend. And a couple days later, uh, Robert comes and shows up and he's like, Mom needs you. And if she's got to come here, you're not going to like it. So he goes back to the house and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, go check out the closet. So apparently after she beat the hell out of Sheila, she was just like, confess, confess that you have a venereal disease and you're pregnant. And she's like, mom, I swear I don't have a venereal disease and I'm not pregnant. So she's like, puts her in this closet. It's like a hall closet that's maybe got like some food and stuff in it. Like, it's not a big closet at all. It's very small, and she has no way to sit down. She's just standing up in this closet. And so she begs and begs and begs to come out, and then eventually she's in there for, like, three damn days. And she's, like, begging and begging, and she's starting to, like, not make sense. And she's like, she's like, I'm going to go up towards the light. And they're just like, what the fuck is she talking about? Because she's, like, hallucinating because there's no oxygen in there. There's Mm -hmm. no food in there. And there's no water in and there. And she can't move, really. Yeah, and you, you know, after, like, several days of not having water, you just die. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she's, you know, begging to come out, and ter- Terry, the little sister, while her mom's gone one day, opens the door and just grabs something and gives her a beer. Mm-hmm. So she drinks a beer, and she's like, no, please get me water. She tries to go back out, and then her mom comes in. So she's just, like, has to close the door. Yeah. And she can't help her at all. And so, um... Eventually, she, like, knocks her head or something. They hear a thump, and they don't hear nothing for her, from her anymore. So, they leave her in the closet for three or four more days. After the last... Uh, after the yeah. last thump. And come to find out, she has died. And um, she starts to rot. She starts mm-hmm. to, like, actually make, like, a like that nasty corpse smell. And um, they're, like, open the door. They see that she's, like, actually, like, deteriorating. And what it seems like has happened is that she tried to climb up some, um, like, sh- shelves in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, she gets up, and then they, they collapse under her. And then mm-hmm. I don't know if she hit her head and she passed out or whatever happened. But at that time, I mean, she died. So um, that's whenever she goes and sends for William. William comes home, and he's just like, whatever. Like, okay, like. We'll take care of this, but after this, I swear to God, I am, like, out of here. I'm not going to be a part of this household anymore. So they put her body into the car. They drive out. They drive out, like, past the highway or whatever, and they get out of the car, and they're scouting out a place to, like, put her body, which is in a cardboard box, by the way. She's, like, so little at that point. Mm -hmm. Like, she fits in a cardboard box. And so they're out looking, and the police pulls up behind Teresa, and they're like, yo, what are you doing out here? And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I've been driving for several days. I was just taking a nap, da-da-da-da-da. And they're like, well, it smells like there's a dead deer out here, so you probably should move your car. Well, that's that's Sheila mm-hmm. in the backseat rotting. Yeah, it's rotting. not the deer. It's just no. Sheila. And so they jump back in the car, they go somewhere else, and then they pull out the box, and they dump her body there. They don't burn it. They just dump the body. They just dump her. And that body was discovered as well. Both of these, uh, both Susan and Sheila, were uh, counted as uh, Jane, Jane Doe's for like a really long they time. They didn't know who they were. They had no idea because there was no um, like IDs or anything with them. 
um, they really didn't have good, like, dental records or anything like that because mm-hmm. they were, like, so poor, probably. And also, their mom didn't really treat them right, so they probably didn't even have a lot of dentistry yeah. and stuff like that performed on them. Well, and But from- they did save, like, they did save their mandibles, like, yeah. their, um, their chin or whatever, of their skull with teeth and also uh, their fingerprints. They also mentioned that with... Um, Susan, so Susan was wearing diapers because she couldn't take care of herself. So they found diapers with her as so well. So they thought had, maybe. She had a kid. It was a mom yes. and a kid. So they thought maybe it was a mom and a kid that were kidnapped or something. And the kid was stolen and maybe sold on the black market or mm-hmm. something like that. But then the mother was burned alive or whatever. That, yeah, they were just trying to, they didn't know what to So they had no were. idea, like, what to make of the cloth diapers. Because I think mm-hmm. they were, like, you know, cloth diapers on her. So anyways, um, this goes on <laughs> forever, and um, they have this nasty-ass apartment that has, like, death rot mm-hmm. in the closet. And it's so bad that it smells so bad that Teresa is just like, we gotta move out of here, or people are gonna, like, figure out that I've done killed somebody because it smells like a corpse in here. Mm-hmm. So Terry's, like, begging her mom, please let me go. She's, like, 17 at mm-hmm. that time. And um, she's like, all right, I'll let you go, but what I need you to do is burn down this uh, apartment mm-hmm. so I don't get in trouble so there's no evidence of... It's a house, wasn't it? It was apartment. Oh, okay. And um, so she's like, I need you to burn down this apartment and uh, destroy this evidence um, that your sister was dead in the closet for four days and mm-hmm. whatever, rotting. And so she tries to set the place on fire and she runs away. Well, the place doesn't set on fire very well. It's an apartment, so, like, there's smoke, and, like, other people, like, call the fire, mm-hmm. you know, men, and they're like, come on out. Like, we got a fire. So they come out, and they're just like, what the fuck happened here? They see something really fucked up happen in the closet, and they actually took the floor of it as evidence. Mm-hmm. But then she was on the run for so long, and they just never really could. They didn't know what happened there. They just knew it was nasty. So mm-hmm. they took it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Finally, Terry, the the younger daughter, when she's like 23 years old, I think it's 1993, she's called um, America's Most Wanted. She watched these, like an episode, and her sister's Jane Doe cases weren't on there or anything. It probably just triggered a memory. Yeah, she was just like, she had actually been trying to tell people for years. She told counselors, um, she, she kept, yeah. she kept going, getting in and out of jail because she was on drugs and stuff. She had just problems, like yeah. severe problems. I mean, imagine. Yeah. I mean, she possibly accidentally shot her sister, Susan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If not, she saw her sister, Susan get shot. Yeah. You know, she saw her Susan get, her sister, Susan get, um, like homemade, uh, uh, surgery done to her. I mean, yeah, like all kinds of being tortured. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like, you know, she's. She has issues. And so she, every time she went into jail and stuff, they'd ask her, like, what is your problem? And she'd just be like, listen, my mom killed my sisters. And I'm like, I'm suffering. Like, I need help. Please, somebody. They just wouldn't listen to no, her. No, they thought she was just making it up. They thought she was just, like, crazy and just, like, making up all these stories. Well, she calls into America's Most Wanted. And she's like, listen, I have a story to tell. Like, my two sisters ended up dead. My mom killed them. And I think she's going to kill me next. Well, finally, they connected her to, like, a, a sheriff in the area where the bodies were found mm-hmm. back in nine, uh, 84 and 85. Mm-hmm. And, like I said, this was, like, 93. 
And so they're like, we do have two Jane Doe cases from back then. And the way she described them, it was like nothing that was put in the news. It was exactly how those bodies would have been found. Yeah. So they were like, this has some sort of merit. We need to look into it. So they look into it and they find out that, you know, she's telling the truth. And so they go after her mom and, you know, first they hot, they uh, arrest the two boys because the boys definitely like aided in, um, disposing of the bodies at the very least and so they were trying to charge them with murder as well and so they like uh i think robert took the plea deal and he was like no i'll tell you exactly what my mom did and um william didn't like he didn't bite at first either and then he was just like look the reason why i didn't say anything is because she was fucking crazy and she could have killed me too like Mm -hmm. he's like i'm just trying to live a normal life he was like found in a like a suburb like a normal ass job yeah and talked to his mom in years and years thought everything was robert did keep living with his mom and they moved to vegas like after that apartment tried to get burned down and he ended up killing somebody in a bar fight in vegas and then she moved to i believe it was salt lake city Mm -hmm. after that and he went to jail so he was in jail anyway so he was just like fuck it like i'll take a plea deal like my mom's the one who like you know made us be abusive to everybody like made us hide those bodies made us cover up you know her problems or whatever and not tell anybody so she kind of knew that they were coming for her like I don't know if like William or Robert told her or how she found out but she was actually taking care of her landlord's mother in Salt Lake City and she like got arrested the night before they came looking for her, probably because she was drunk and trying to drink off the whole, like, deal. Like, I mean, yeah. if I accident, you know, accidentally, if I purposely killed somebody and I found out, like, hey, they're going to find me out, I'd probably mm. go get drunk, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 100%. Yeah, so she got pulled over, drunk and driving, and uh, she got out of jail or whatever, and she was getting her shit, and she was going to go on the run, and the police just came up to the door and knocked, and she opened the door, and they arrested her. Mm-hmm. And they took her to court, and, like... Her son, William, was so shattered and upset by seeing his mother that, like, he had to be removed from the courtroom. Yeah, and that was the last time he said he saw her in person. Right. And um, you can see, like, a really good interview with him on Evil Lives Here. Yeah, it was on, uh, I think, the ID channel or something like that. And that was done probably, like, in 2018 or Mm -hmm. so. So just a couple years ago. Right, and, like, the, the... the interviews with Terry that I saw were definitely, like, longer ago. Yeah, Terry passed away, the daughter. Yeah, she died. died in, like, I think it was, she was, like, about 42 of, like, a heart um, problem, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be from drug use, or it could have ran in the family, because, I yeah. mean, their grandmother did die of a heart problem yeah. in uh, 61 or whatever. But, um... Yeah, so the more I read about this woman, because we've done so much research about this lady, Mm -hmm. the more I weirdly identify with her. Oh, my gosh. So the reason why I say that is because she's super jealous and crazy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I used to be like that all the time. Like, if somebody was, like, if my boyfriend or whomever was talking to somebody, I would actually threaten them in the bar. Yeah, she would beat them up sometimes. (laughs) And, I mean, I was, like, crazy violent, like... I don't think if I have a kid, I should probably have a girl because I probably feel in competition with him. Oh, that sounds crazy. <laughs> I swear, though, like, the more I read about this woman, I'm like, I mean, I watched one special, um, one documentary about her, and they the whole time they were saying, no, she has bi- uh, borderline personality disorder. And I was like, uh, does she? She might. Like, it but sounded she... like she did use sexuality to her advantage to mip- manipulate yeah. men. Um, she uh, definitely had, like, 
issues with uh, attachment because, mm-hmm. I mean, she lost her mom. Her mom died in her arms, and then she immediately started attaching herself to men to try to feel some stability or whatever, you know what yeah. I mean, to find a family to be, like, stable. But, like... <sighs> Also, she might have had some sort of schizophrenia. I watched another documentary. I'm sure she did with the th- them thinking they all had devils in them and stuff. Yeah, she th- she would say like you all have you all been possessed by the devil. So we I need you to sit on your knees and face away from me until the devils leave you. And sunlight. Yeah. yeah, and so the sunlight would come up and then they'd be allowed to go back to their rooms or whatever. So I don't know what this woman's problem is, but I tell you what, she seemed to be living fine when they did find her in the 90s. Yeah. So she was, like, taking care of her landlord's mother, who was in her 80s. Which is crazy that she was taking care of Yeah, she was else. being a, a caretaker, and whenever they interviewed her landlord or her boss about that, he was like, I consider her part of the family. Yeah. So she was very manipulative, or she never was crazy at all, and she was just fucking with these kids. Yeah, I think she was definitely crazy. But do you think it just went away? No, I think she didn't mind taking care of an older lady because she had She wasn't in any sort of competition with her. Yeah. I mean, true, but I just wonder if that woman experienced, like the woman she was taking care of, experienced any sort of torture. I'm sure she didn't have torture, but she probably did have some neglect. She probably did. I bet there's got to be other situations. I mean, she killed her first husband... Out of anger and jealousy. Like, it was said that he went out um, drinking, day drinking, but it was 9 o'clock in the morning when she shot him. So Mm -hmm. how the fuck was he out day drinking? Unless he was out all night. Yeah. But the coroner said there was no alcohol in the system. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So what is that? You know what I mean? Like, it it was like, she was like, well, he was going to abuse me. I don't know if that was true. Like, he, she had been manipulating people at least since she was 16. Mm -hmm. To 18 years old. 16 maybe to get this man to marry her. And then 18 to get a whole jury (laughs) to believe that she was a victim of abuse. And she was just like protecting herself by shooting him. Yeah. Even though it was shot through his hand. So his hands were up. And then the back of his head because he turned around and tried to get away. Yeah. And she tortured two of her daughters to death. To death. Like. So I just don't know. Like is. I would love to personally hear a, a real life interview with Teresa Noor. Yeah, I would like to hear. An I would like to hear to see if she has any if, remorse. Does she, does she have any remorse? Does she accept that she killed them? Because at first she um she tried to say not guilty because mm-hmm. she was just like, and then when she found out like Robert was actually gonna take a plea deal, she was like, fuck it, I don't want to get the death penalty, so I will say like I did kill these people. You know? Mm -hmm. So, like, what does she have to say about herself now? That's what Mm -hmm. I'd like to know. What do you think about it? I agree. I would like to know. Um, It's a sad story, and it's really shocking. It really, truly is. And 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 it makes me, like, I I try to think, like, of those girls and, like, how scary that must have been. It was probably, it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, to see, and then Sheila said to Terry, the youngest one, she said that, our mom tortured Susan to death, and I'm and, next. and she said that I'm she's coming for me next. And, and when and if something happens to me, she's coming for you. That's apparently what she told Terry. Terry. So, I mean, why didn't she like go after Terry though? I don't know. Maybe she wasn't as jealous. And why did she? And where did she even get the idea to whore her own daughter out for money to support the family? Because she had been living off the of, like. I don't know, Social Security or something from uh, her husband's death. And um, 
just different things like government assistance it seemed like it seemed like she never really had a job so i don't even know how she went out to the damn legion was drinking all the damn time like how did she have money to do that i don't know it's just strange like i just don't know how this woman like even existed for so long without like i don't know like it just is just crazy it is so yeah that is the story of Teresa nor and uh, if you guys have any other suggestions for us, hit us up. Let us know if it's a subject or, you know, a case that we find an interest in. We would be happy to look Absolutely. over it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. Come back again. Right. And we'll probably do another true crime because we're addicted now. All right. Well, thank you for listening. All right. Bye. bye.